Megan Fun of Sports is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. edition of Megan Fun of Sports. We missed you all last week, but I know you have been on the edge of your seats waiting for the highly anticipated 80 for Brady review. I am Megan Connolly, joined as always by Megan Gailey. Megan, how are you? I missed you. I missed you. I missed Eddie. I've now seen 80 for Brady so long ago, um, but it has stayed in my heart and my soul. You know, it's one of those things where it's like it's made an imprint and mm-hmm. I just need to to like even seeing the gals as your background. I go, oh, yes, I know where I am. I, I can recalibrate myself with all of our friends. I am so excited, and we're going to get to that later in our show today, but we must kick things off the way that we always kick things off, with our morons and our menches of the week. Megan, would you like to go first? Um, yeah, are we menching it up first? Let's do moron and then mensch. Get the bad okay. out of the way, and then we go okay. right to the mensch. So, my moron is the Alabama basketball program. Now, we have, I don't think we've even talked about this yet. It's a very serious story. Mm-hmm. There was an, a, an Alabama player who has been arrested on murder charges, a woman, Jamia Harris, um, and I think it's very important to say her name because a lot of times we're like, oh, this happened. I, I, people criticize, like, the serial podcast. Like, it's like a woman died and so that is the most tragic thing that happened and she was a 23 year old mother um so uh Darius Miles has been released from the team but then Brandon Miller a freshman at Alabama what it has been questioned in regards to the murder and the the questioning surrounded whether or not he brought the murder weapon to the scene of the crime. So a very serious allegation. He has faced no disciplinary actions. And this past weekend, when he was introduced at a game, he had another Alabama player frisk him. And And they've been doing this throughout the season. And I don't think they realize how terrible of a look it is. And it is absolutely awful. So insensitive, so disgusting. And and I, I know I get out on my soapbox a lot. So I'm even going to shift gears and not be on my soapbox. This is an 18-year-old kid. I'm not even expecting him to know everything. But there's no one inside of that school or that program that said, hey, maybe don't do this. Because this wasn't getting national attention, sadly. And I saw it was being talked about on sports shows. But then this video came out and it went viral. Yep. And... And it has now blown this story up. And this kid is supposed to be a lottery pick in the NBA. And you have to look at these actions and go, oh, something's not right with his decision making at, a, at the very least. So it's it's stupid. It's m- worse than moronic, probably. It, 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 you know, I don't even understand what his involvement in the case could have been. Like, I'm not the police. Thank God. But it doesn't seem good. And why would you want to bring more attention that is so negative and so bad to something where a woman was murdered. Like, Mm -hmm. just, 
I, I genuinely don't think he should be out there right now. No, you know, I don't think like, he should be playing at all. And I think this whole thing, I mean, the press conference has not been handled well. Uh, no, the, the coach, coach seems so soft he, on it. Yeah. Like, it's just really bad. I and think it makes this is a all spot where them, the NCAA should step in and just say, listen, he's got to hey, yeah, we got to shut him down until he's been cleared. And yeah. like, that's really so minimum to me. Like that seems like he's lucky to be out there and then to take the spotlight in, in such a bad manner. It, it's so, I really do blame the adults around him. Um, it, it really is. And, and I think now he probably won't be able to play because he brought so much bad attention to him. And it just, it, it was really like, what the are you doing dog? Yeah. So that's my moron. And, and that's a, that's a rightful moron. I just think the Alabama program in general, more. What? Um, okay. My moron of the week comes from the state of New York, Eddie's, Eddie's state. They've been very moronic recently. We saw the empire state building, um, being colored green and white to support the Eagles, even though the Eagles are a rival. So that was weird. And then we saw, um, I saw a tweet from like New York magazine saying they support the Eagles as well. Very weird. So New York is back at it again, being morons. And this time it is New York City Department of Transportation, a big swing and miss with a road sign for Jackie Robinson Parkway that spelled the Baseball Hall of Famer's first name as J-A-K-I-E. When in fact his name is spelled J A C K I E. I mean, I I don't know what goes into um, spell check. Yes, um, but don't you think there's at least one person that should look over a sign before it gets placed on a road? Like, hey, let's yes. just triple check to make sure this is yes. right. Like, if someone were to name a road after me and they put an H in my oh, name, no. oh no, oh no, no, my and God. the thing is, we are not um, civil rights icons. You know, exactly. like we are just regular old. It is like. Uh, I, are they going to say like, oh, it was a space thing. You know, like it's a license plate. Like they were like, oh, we were going to do R-B-N-S-N. Like there's no, <laughs> I don't know if there's any way around this. Yeah. I thought you were going to say there was a, so there was a shooting on a subway and it came out yesterday that the person wanted in the case is a stand-up comedian. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no, this yeah. is just for misspelling Jackie Robinson, Hall of Famer, broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball. I mean, truly a historic figure and they can't even spell yes. the guy's name right. So New York City. In Black History Month, no less. Yes. God. Oh my. I know. I know. All right, Eddie, do you got a moron? I do. Uh, I woke up this morning in a you know nice mood, refreshed mood. Just came after vacation. We all did, um, and I wasn't going to give a moron. And then something came across the newswire. I'm sure you guys have seen already. My Giants released Kenny Galladay, wide receiver Kenny Galladay, who um, I I can pull up the stats. It, it, obviously, the original contract a few years back, four years, seventy two million dollars. He made eight hundred and thirty seven thousand per catch because he's only had forty three catches. Only one touchdown. Um, the Giants are saving about six point seven million dollars in cap space, which is good. But he basically um, stole thirty six million dollars from the Giants and uh, didn't do much. Stolen. Gave a <laughs> gave a pretty good block in that win uh, over the Vikings in 
the in the playoffs. But yeah, he he was not what we expected. Giants obviously have to recoup and figure out the receiver situation going into next year. Um, but yeah, that is the total moronic side from the Giants. That was a David Gettleman signing and uh, Kenny Galladay. I don't know what went wrong with him, but he just didn't. He got his his paycheck, got his bag, and said, "I'm not going to really care about it." Um, but a really moronic situation all around. So good riddance to you, Kenny Galladay. I like it. Um, okay, moving on to more positive news. Our Menches of the Week. I absolutely love this story. Eddie, you're going to put in um, the little clip so that Megan can see it as well. Um, but Aiden Fish of Pitt Men's Basketball is my Mensch of the Week. This is a college basketball manager turned player. Checked into the game on Saturday, and the whole bench was behind Aiden Fish. Everybody is so excited, and he drives to the hoop and gets a little backdoor cut layup. And even the announcer said the best two points of the game. The bench erupted, pit basketball erupted. I love this because... You know, he comes on the team as a manager. He's doing the laundry for these guys. He's putting together their schedules. He's you have to do the all- laundry? I- I'm no. sure they have to assist with that as, oh, as a no. manager. But you no, have to no. take care of all of these other colleagues, I guess. I don't even know if you can call them colleagues. Like, they're also 18-year-old men, too, um, <clears> on this <throat> basketball team. and probably don't have things put together. The manager is a thankless job. Aiden Fish... Um, it made the roster and um, got a little bucket there on Saturday night, and I loved the reaction from his teammates. Rebound with 20 seconds, back to Fish. Fish to the rim. The best two points of the ball game. <laughs> uh, this has been the loudest the zoo has been all night. So my mensch was going to be the Indianapolis Colts for hiring a man named Jim Bob Cooter. Um, just because, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's the name that keeps on giving. It, it really, really is. is. You hear Jim Bob Cooter and you go, we're in good hands, you know? It's but, just like when you're on the highway and you drive past a come and go, you always chuckle just a little, right? Like, you can't that's not. A business. That's a yeah, business. Yeah, like the last name Cooter and then the business come and go, it always just... You know, if you're but having a bad day, like, it gives you a little name's, smile. His name's not Robert Cooter. It's Jim Bob. You know, like it's <laughs> it's first name giving, second name giving. But then I realized he had a DUI. I flunked the other way on DUI, if I'm being honest. Um, and But then in 2009, I see he was charged with aggravated bu- burglary after climbing into a window and getting into a woman's bed. And I don't. The charges were later dropped. I don't know. I'm 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 So struggling. this is so, a mensch turned moron. You try. Yeah, I guess... I guess Indianapolis, hide your kids, hide your wife, because Jim Bob Cooter's coming to town, and who knows what he's up to. Oh, I love it. Eddie, a mensch? I do have a mensch. Um, I know we don't really talk hockey that much, so I'm going to inject some we NHL should, into Eddie, us. Eddie, we really should. Eddie, uh, it's a great, it's a great, I mean, look, you guys cover the college basketball. I don't, I haven't watched a basketball game since, you know, Bush Sr. was in, in office, so, um, wow. but I, I watch, uh, the, the hockey, Connor McDavid is the single best player across the four major sports. And it's not even close. Not even Shohei Otani, not, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Connor McDavid truly is far and away the best player in sports right now. And he's not being talked about. He has 50 goals, hit the 50 goal mark last night uh, in a loss 
But in 61 games, and just think about how much offense that is basically a goal a game. I mean, the equivalent must be, in, what, five touchdowns in the NFL per game, a grand slam per game, like a Dame Lillard, 71 points per night per game. He is bringing so much offense to a very top-heavy team. He's carrying them by themselves, the Edmonton Oilers, to the playoffs because they are miserable defensively and uh, don't have offense in the lower lines. So Connor McDavid, I know it stinks that he's stuck in Western Canada, and a lot of Americans don't really understand how good he yeah. is, but I, I'm truly uh, – I exclaim to the people right now, if you don't watch hockey, buy the ESPN Plus package. Just watch the Oilers games. This guy is a generational player in, a, in an era where it hasn't been as easy to score uh, a ton of points. And he's going to he's going to you know approach the 150 point mark, which hasn't been done since like the late 80s. So um, yeah. he is he is really something else. And he deserves the uh, even though I'm a Rangers fan wearing a Rangers shirt today. He is definitely my uh, my mentor of the week. And if not the NHL season. And he's obviously Irish, so, you know, we're all on board with that. We it's, are. Uh, it's are not, there odds for him, Eddie, for MVP? Or I mean, it's, it, it wouldn't even be worth it to bet anyone else. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not unlike Shohei Otani or Mike Trout, who you mentioned, that are just these truly generational players that are stuck in markets and on teams that are not able to showcase them. And we're going to get to baseball and the changes they've made. But, like, it would be worth it to be like, hey, can we get a little more spotlight? Like, I don't I, I don't know the PR for NHL and MLB, but it's like, I think you should fire them. Um, okay, Megan, give us your... Oh, you gave us your match. I gave you my match. Aiden Fish. How I'm could we forget I'm sorry, him? I'm sorry. I was the only one. Well, I mean, Eddie had a legit match, but we don't really care about hockey. Connor McDavid, we care about you. Um, <sighs> it's just, so I, are, I'm, it's so crazy that there's a Connor McGregor and a Connor McDavid and they're both famous athletes. I guess that's not that crazy. Irish people are obviously incredible, <laughs> um, but it's special. You don't it's really special. think Irish people and athleticism though. Those don't. Really I do. I do because it's like, yeah, they can get wasted and then win a fight. I That feels athletic to me. We would be remiss if we did not give a shout out to one of our most loyal uh, listeners, Kevin. Happy birthday. Happy Pisces <gasps> season. Yep, it's Kev's birthday. Kevin, he slid into the birthday. DMs. You just haven't seen it yet. Um, okay. What else so, is going on? <laughs> well, we are oh, back from a week off. Eddie yeah. um, had a nice vacation in Florida. I... Uh, I worked more than I ever do on my yeah, week I, off traveling. I did and, a lot. I did a Megan, lot. When he was like, like we were on vacation. Shows. I'm like, we were not on vacation. Um, <laughs> speaking of boxing, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury. Jake Paul is finally lost and it is so satisfying. And, and this is one of those stories that transcends sports because Tommy Fury was a breakout star on Love Island. Him and Molly May are still together. Molly May is so famous and, and I think secured one of the largest like deals post reality show. So Tommy's a really good boy. I love him. And congrats to him. Thank you for finally beating a Paul brother. Whew, we needed it. This country, we need it. I know we're not, I know it was, we're not supposed to root for the, um, for the men across the pond, but I was like, this isn't the revolutionary war. I, I'm, I'm happy to cheer for this guy. XFL is, um, it's back. It debuted this past weekend. Did you watch it all? No. I didn't either. Orlando has a XFL team, and I was listening to Orlando Sports Talk Radio driving yesterday, and there were a lot of um, complaints that instead of using the entire Camping World Stadium, they put all of the fans in 
a few sections for TV purposes. And uh-huh. obviously here in Florida, it is very hot. It's um, unseasonably warm here, which in LA, I know you are having unseasonably cold and rainy conditions. Yeah, but the Florida, world is, it, the, the planet is pissed at us and that's what's going on. So that's the real, they're the heavyweight champ. Earth. Yes. So a lot of um, people who were in attendance in Orlando were not happy at the seating. They got sunburned. TV. Yeah, very sunburned, just like Eddie <laughs> did on his vacation. So maybe we'll watch some XFL. Maybe we will dabble mm. into that category, but no promises here. Mm-hmm. We are going to take a quick break because we know you're all waiting for AD for Brady and we want to get to it as soon as possible. We'll be right back. Spoiler alert, you're not going to win every bet you place. But with Caesars Sportsbook, win or lose, every bet gives you reward credits and tier credits, which you can exchange for the best perks in the game. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app and start earning with Caesars Rewards. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Okay, we are back, and before we get to 80 for Brady, we just got a couple of quick news and notes from around the National Football League. Carson Wentz was released by the Commanders. Also broke this morning, Marcus Mariota was released from the Falcons. Um, I wasn't surprised by any of this. Were you? No, I really... I know Carson Wentz will wind up somewhere, but I think it's going to take injuries in training camp for him to find a team. I don't I don't think he's going to be snatched up and I do feel for him. I think he's yeah, that's all I'll say. His fall from grace is really remarkable. I mean, he has yeah. this MVP caliber season with the Eagles. He faces an injury. The team goes on to win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. And really, after that, he was just never the same. But he really hung on to that year um, that probably bought him a couple of extra contracts. And Marcus Mariota, obviously, he was incredible at Oregon in college. And then... Made the playoffs once with Tennessee, and after that, it's been really a whole lot of nothing. But I think both of them will bounce around somewhere as probably a backup. Uh, Elsewhere in the NFL, the Bears are leaning towards trading the number one pick, which Megan writes in the rundown, no duh. Uh, Eddie wrote that, but I co-sign it because it may end up being the Colts who need it, so... But this is smart because if you have the number one pick, um, the only time you're, you should absolutely 100% use it is when there is a Trevor Lawrence, a, I'm sorry, Megan, an Andrew Luck, a one of those players that um, is a surefire thing can change your franchise. The Bears obviously have a lot, of a, ho- a lot of holes on their team and a quarterback is not one of them. So trade back, get more assets, fill all of those holes. I think that's very smart. For the Bears to do. Uh, this week is the NFL Combine in my hometown of Indianapolis. I urge everyone to go to Shapiro's Deli, okay? It's right by Lucas Oil. You just got to get in a car, get over there. Um, I know everybody just sort of like ends up staying in that 
little centralized area, explore. It's a beautiful city and there's really good food. Mass Ave, you can go over to. My parents will host you for a meal if you want. Um, the combine big schmoozing, big schmoozing night. What is it? Prime, prime 50 or prime, whatever it's called. Maybe. Maybe that's a big schmoozing spot. And then also the upstairs bar at St. Elmo's is where a lot of business goes down. That's where you'll see some GMs. You'll see some coaches. And this year, um, the NFL actually changed the protocol on the way in which teams can interview players. And I was reading an article about this this morning and it's, it's um, trying to avoid what they're calling, and I'm putting this in air quotes, high-risk questions. And this yeah. just makes me think like how far behind the NFL is. So in uh, this article, I'm going to read it right now. It says, please. instead of asking, were you ever placed in special education classes in school, which is considered a high-risk question, teams and also are- not And also not relevant. Exactly. Teams are informed that an acceptable question would be considering potential learning disabilities would be, is there anything that would make it difficult for you to participate in all of practices or games? Rather than asking, have you ever experienced a mental health illness? An acceptable question would be, tell me about some obstacles or hardships you've had to overcome and how you did it. Um, This has been going on in regular job interviews for decades now, and I'm glad that the NFL has finally caught up. Now, in this article, did they also mentioned because this was sort of like and it it may have been clickbait but this was the real like question change that was going around that they can no longer ask if a player's mother was a sex worker they didn't have that in the article but they did have do you drink alcohol um do you have a drinking problem or are your parents alcoholics or drug users obviously that's something that um you probably shouldn't be um straight out asking people so, uh, yeah, the NFL, I'm glad that they're catching up to societal norms and um, practicing them. In the yeah, does process. the Labor Relations Board not oversee the NFL, too? Like, I really don't. They seem they really seem to be on an island with zero regulation. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad they're finally coming. They're not even in 2023 yet. They're in like 1995, but at least they're leaving the 70s. Hey, they're getting um, there, right? Little by little. The Bengals may release Joe Mixon, who has come into trouble with the law. I believe um, he was he was arrested for threatening to shoot a woman. The charges have since been dropped, but this is not the first time he's been in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was on my fantasy team, and that's a reflection of my moral compass, so I do apologize. Okay, now we have reached... Megan, I cannot believe it took you this long to see it. I saw it weeks. I saw it like three weeks ago. So we've been planning this 80 for Brady review. And I think we throw a lot of things out on this podcast. Like, oh, we're going to do this. And we never do this. Oh, we're going to do this. And we never do this. So I um, was putting off going to see it. And then last night I texted you both. Are we going to do it? And the answer was a resounding yes. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I have not seen it. It is 8.30 Eastern time and I still have not seen this movie. So I am trying to find all of the pirated websites so I don't have to leave my home. (gasps) And I could not find one. You were going to steal money out of these gorgeous women's pockets? Well, now I regret it. They have grandchildren to feed. So then I look and there's a 1020 showing right down the road from my house. So in pajamas and all, I got in my car, headed to the theater, um, which was 10, under 20, 80 for Brady. Was 10, any, 20. How many people are in the movie theater? Three, including myself. <laughs> 
But they did have the reclining chairs, oh, which if they didn't, you know, I don't, I don't go to a theater unless it's reclining. And CJ's like, let's go to IMAX. I go, no, I have been shown the future and I'm not going mm-hmm. back. So I was, um, not exactly, I don't want to say I wasn't looking forward to the movie. Um, right. cause after you told me it was great, I just thought this is going to be this is going to be very hokey. This is going to be dumb. And I was proven wrong. I absolutely loved this movie. Yes. Loved it. And my first question for you, right off the bat, did you cry? I think I, I think I welled up with tears. Um, but okay. I, I don't, I, 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 but like at multiple points. Yes. Um, yeah. Because I will go ahead. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people that I was with, cause I went with like a group of 12. I think a lot of us did. <laughs> I welled up with tears at the beginning, and by the end, I was absolutely sobbing. And I got home, and people are asking me, are you a Brady fan now? Are you a Brady fan now? And no, I am not a Brady fan, but I am a fan of these four gals more than anything. I saw little pieces of myself in each and every one of them. So the characters here, for our audience, we have to explain what this is all about. There's four women, and they are best friends. Their names are Lou, who is played by Lily Tomlin, Trish, who is played by Jade Jane Fonda, Betty, who is played by Sally Field, and Maura, who is played by Rita Moreno. Um, Just take a minute to let those names sink in. These are Hollywood icons. These are legends. We are talking four stars on the Walk of Fame. Like, Academy Awards, Emmys, Golden Globes, like, star, star, star power, and women of a certain age to be in a major motion picture like this. It's so exciting, and I love that you... Uh, that this next question you're we want to say which one we are i'm thinking that this is going to be the new are you uh, are you a charlotte a carrie a miranda or a samantha like i'm like no it's no longer sex in the city it's now 80 for brady so i want to believe i'm rita moreno's character because she was so funny and i just loved like Everything she did. Um, I think I'm probably a Trish, uh, mm-hmm. which is Jane Fonda's, who's like always trying to fall in love and like has insane wigs. Some of the craziest wigs I've ever seen. But they even do like a little wink to that where you see her barefaced without a wig on, surrounded by the wigs to know like, hey, yes, she looks glam all the time, but this is, this takes work. This and she even had one line in there where they said, oh my gosh, Trish, you're beautiful. You're irresistible. You could get any man you want. And she looks at her three friends and she says, do you know how much money it costs me to look that way? And Good. I laughed out loud. I was like, yes, queen. That's what we need to hear. That's what all the ladies out there need to hear. And even the men, because we know like everybody has hair extensions. Everybody has all these things. And we're like, okay, that's not yeah. real. And I love how open and honest she was about this. I just want to set the stage for the audience first. So it's these four friends, right? So Lou, who I would argue is the main character, even all of yeah. them, even though all of them play a very significant role. So Lou is the main character. She is what they call their quarterback. She's the quarterback of the group. So Lou, 16 years before this movie was shot, she was going through chemotherapy and her three best friends came over to help her out on a Sunday and they're trying to turn the TV on and they're trying to switch the channel and for some reason this TV won't work the channel won't switch and right when they're watching the game it is the famous game Drew Bledsoe is out Tom Brady comes in he's this young kid that nobody knows 
these women are like, wait a second, don't change the channel, just keep it on. So they decide to watch the game, they fall in love with Brady, they fall in love with the Patriots, and they make it a Sunday ritual. Every Sunday for 16 years, these three, these four women get together, they watch the games, they have their superstitions, they have certain spots they have to stand in, and they just live and die for Tom Brady and the Patriots. I love this so much because you always hear about like, oh, our, the guys, we all get together and watch these games, but we've never really had like a female perspective on like, hey, the gals, we all we all get together mm -hmm. and watch the game. And these um, four ladies really encompass this. And Lou even says at one point, well, throughout the movie, she says it, um, watching Tom Brady that season is what got me through my chemotherapy. Yes. And they all are also overcoming things in their personal life, um, whether it's like a husband who is relying on them too much or Rita Moreno, she is widowed and she's got like a new, a guy who wants to be her beau who for like, I think he's probably an 80 year old man. I was very attracted to him. Um, I don't know what that says you about me. You do love old Ben. I do. My favorite joke in the movie was Sally Field's character has a fanny pack and she calls it a strap on multiple times. And it's like <laughs> so fun. And it wasn't, they didn't beat it over the head. Like it's the, per and I went with comedy writers. Like I went with people that, you know, work in show business. We had some Emmy award winners with us and we felt like the movie was equal parts laughing at it and laughing with it. Like there's definitely some choices that you go, well, this is silly, but then there's also stuff where I go, this is just good comedy. Like this is sound rule of three. They take edibles. They have really fun cameos. Um, Guy Fieri, <laughs> like has a pegging joke at one point. Like yes. it's really, they go for it. I loved how when they decide that they're going to the Super Bowl, so they decide everybody, this is a spoiler alert for you. So Lou has some tests done. This is 16 years after she went through chemotherapy for the first time. And the Patriots have just made it to the Super Bowl where they face the Falcons. And obviously we all know that Super Bowl is the 28 to three Super Bowl. And Before that was very triggering uh, for me. I didn't, I actually did not want to watch that Super Bowl again. It brought me back to 2016, a year I don't want to be uh, in. Um, and so I was like, oh God. And every, it was funny. The people I was with, they were like, did this really happen? I was like, yeah, it's like a very famous sports event. So before this Super Bowl, they all watch the AFC championship game together and they decide, Lou says, we should all go to the Super Bowl. And they all, of course, think that she's kind of crazy. And she's like, no, we should absolutely do this. And there's a radio contest and they're trying to do everything they can to win these tickets. And Lou says, you know what? I'm not going to tell my girls. I'm just going to call and max out a credit card and buy these tickets and tell them that we won the contest because she has these test results that are looming. The hospital is calling her and she does not want to open the results. She does not want to see the results because she is afraid that it could ruin this trip that she has planned with her friends. So all four of them decide they're going to the Super Bowl and they don't tell anybody. They don't tell spouses. They don't tell children. They don't tell um, neighbors. They don't tell caretakers that they're going to the Super Bowl, which was hilarious because um, it it makes you realize that you never really grow up, you know, like, oh, mom, I'm just doing this. Oh, honey, I'm just doing this. And they were having the time of their life at these VIP experiences for the Super Bowl. I, I loved that part of it. Okay, Megan, final thoughts on it, because we've really given an in-depth uh, review. I Wait, I do want to um, give a shout out. You said you relate most to Mora. Uh-huh. 
Um, no, that's who I want to relate most to. I okay. want to imagine I'm a Mora, but I'm really a Trish. You're a Trish. So Mora yeah. has a gambling problem, and I saw myself <clears throat> in Mora because of the gambling problem. And I also saw myself in Lou because um, I just feel like my personality is the kind that like really uh, takes charge in things, mm-hmm. and that was mm-hmm. Lou's role uh, with this group. So, You're an alpha. You're an alpha. Yes. Um, it did remind me also, because our final thoughts... 80 for Brady showcases what sports is all about. You know, yes. it's not always about the X's and O's. No, it's keeping up with the cap. It's like sports serve in our society as a distraction for whatever harsh realities are going on in the real world. In this movie, it was cancer and um, bringing friends together. And it was really heartwarming. When I used to work for the Patriots, there was an event that they would do every single year called um, a day of pampering. And the Patriots organization would send car services to women's homes that were dealing with cancer and going through treatment. And they would pick them up and bring them to Gillette Stadium and they'd have massages for them. They'd have manicures for them. And they would just really treat them to this nice day where they wouldn't think about cancer and players would come visit them. And then at the end, um, Robert Kraft would give them tickets to a game and watching this movie brought me back to that and seeing these women just really forget about cancer for the day. And that's what, um, 80 for Brady embodied for me. I thought it was so special. I just love seeing women and female friendship and they, and they do get like mad at each other. So it wasn't just like smooth sailing throughout and, I know at the end of the day, it really is a commercial for the NFL, but it was done well and right. And it was written by two uh, female comedy writers. So kudos to them. Um, um, let. Oh, sorry. Uh, one one more quick thought. Uh, Bra- Gronk's <laughs> acting. Sorry, I, have, I took notes during this. I was like very involved. Gronk's acting. I expected it to be horrible. Um Gronk improved a lot there. His commercial acting, not play good. Himself. They just have him play himself. Like they, he, he's learning his lane, and that is good. And my small critique is the play-by-play of the Falcons-Patriots game. I didn't like how they put an actor in there. I wish that they put the real play-by-play in there. It would have been more authentic. And that's my okay. only critique for the movie and wow. the end, um, because then they all become Bucks fans, which I'm not, I'm not cool with. We all know that. They have split jerseys. They have split jerseys. Okay, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to be back with all oh, basketball. Okay, we are back. It has been a wild post-All-Star break in the NBA. Dame Lillard scored 71. The Hawks have hired Quinn Snyder. I'm moving through these fast because it's a lot has been happening. Um, CJ told me that LeBron got hurt last night. And is he out did. Indef- LeBron out is going to be out for a few weeks. Not Which good. is tough because the Lakers need to win every game if they want to make it to the playoffs. I, yeah, I think they need to win like 15 of 21 games. He called it the most important stretch of his career, and now he's not going to be in it. Um, there there was some discussion, and I just want to get quick thoughts on this. Both Charles Barkley and Anthony Edwards have been vocally critical of load management in, in the last week or two, uh, calling it unfair to fans. Mm-hmm. Now it's, you know, Charles was like, you think the coal miners uh, like want days off? Like they, they clock in, they do it. I, I fully get it because it's like, if I went to a game just to see Tyrese Halliburton and he was taking the day off, which my King would never do, um, I would be upset, but I also hate working. So I do see that side of it too. Like, it's like, if I could get away with not working and still getting paid the same amount, 
Oh, I like that. I like that yeah, idea. I think overall the league is going to have a problem with this because to their to your point, Tyrese Halliburton, your example there, I think that happens all the time across the league. And especially you think of growing the game, growing young fans, right? A little kid gets tickets to see John Morant when he's in town and John Morant's not there. And so for some families, that's a huge financial burden to even purchase those tickets to go to the game. Um, I think NBA make the season shorter. Why do we season, need that many Thank games? you. Make That's, the season shorter. Already people lose interest, not you and I, because we love basketball, but um, a lot of people lose interest throughout this long stretch of games. So make the season shorter. You're going to have that mid-season tournament at some point. Um, make that more valuable so that games are meaningful throughout. And just just make the season shorter and tell and you, players that they got to play. And you might reduce injuries too. So then, because I think there is, like, it's like, yeah, maybe a quad hurts or maybe they're just being extra cautious, which, who, I'm not a damn doctor. I'm barely a mom. And so it's like, I I fully get, but like, I think if there's less wear and tear on their bodies, they're going to be able to play more. I agree. Um, the Magic suffered a really bad loss to your Pacers this ooh, weekend ooh, ooh, at ooh, home. Ooh. The Magic are in contention for a play-in playoff spot, right? Um, but after losing to the Pacers, this really uh, alters things for my Magic. So, not great. Not great at all. And then the Wembenyana sweepstakes begin. So, obviously, Wembenyana is going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. And everybody is talking, where is Wemby going to go? I did think it was interesting that San Antonio Spurs head coach Greg Popovich has always said he would never tank. It's disrespectful to the integrity of the game. Hmm. They've lost like 15 in a row and um, well, are in that Wembenyana sweepstake. So I'm just, he, I'm just saying. I'm just he saying. He may be like, I'm not tanking. We're just really bad. Um, <laughs> quick, quick baseball notes. The, the pitch clock has gone into effect in spring training. It has reduced games significantly, uh, about 20 minutes. I think that is good. I really do. Yes. I don't. I don't think that the length of the game is the only issue that the MLB has to growing the game. I think they also need to highlight their stars yes. and get younger and do more fun. And like, I, I, it's, this is a good first step, but it needs to be accompanied by many other steps too. I watched the White Sox spring training yesterday and there was a pitch clock, um, ruling that ended up the White Sox scored a run yes. because of it. So interesting yeah. to watch, not used to it. But I will say, um, I said this to my husband yesterday. I was like, White Sox baseball is back. I really missed it because I had it on in the house just as like background noise. And I said, did you miss it? He said, no, I don't care about baseball at all. But, you know, maybe that's just the 40-year-old man in me that uh, that It's February. Um, Manny Machado got extended for 11 years, $350 million. 11 years is too long. Um, And that is my only take on that. CJ was in Arizona for spring training, um, specifically for the Padres and Dodgers. He was filming something. He said there were Tatis jerseys nowhere. And I'm like, and I know they're mad at him. You know, he obviously had an 80 game suspension, but it's like, that's what I'm talking about. He's a star. So I know Mm -hmm. you're mad at him, but it's like, you got to showcase him anyways. He's fun. And he eats out an imaginary bowl. Get him front and center. I am going to a spring training game today in Orlando. It is a Yankees Rays game. So I will keep you posted on the jerseys I see. There probably will be a plethora of Aaron Judge jerseys. We want to spend the last five minutes, because that's all we got. We're on the clock, Megan, okay? Five we are minutes on, on the clock. Less uh, than NC- two weeks. NCAA away. men's basketball. I'm I'm not feeling great. Um, if I can be honest, I cheer 
for what was a almost guaranteed to be one of the number one seeds, Purdue. Uh, they lost to IU, mm-hmm. got swept for the first time in 10 years, and that's very, very bad uh, for my heart. And people were sending me mean DMs, Dave Damashek. Um, and Okay, I- Dave. Listen, Dave. You started watching Indiana basketball, like, this season, two days ago. Because when and I texted you three weeks ago, trying care. to rub it in and stir the pot, you flat out said, I didn't even watch. So now you suddenly you're watching... Did? He tweeted from the podcast account, not even his own account. I go, you better come to me with the Sheck account if you want to talk trash about my Boilermakers. Um, yeah, yesterday so- he was trying to talk trash to me about um, uniforms, and then I asked his thoughts on the Kansas Jayhawks uniforms this weekend, which were horrendous if you guys did not watch the Kansas Jayhawks against the West Virginia Mountaineers. Those uniforms were awful. They looked like practice jerseys. Asked Dave's thoughts. No comment, probably because he didn't watch. So I think what will end up happening is that Purdue will lose in the Sweet 16 like they always do. And that is my quick take on that. So we are less than two two weeks away from Selection Sunday. So this is when we get our last four in, first four out. We get all of our on-the-bubble talk. And so here in our rundown, which you all can't see, but I'm going to explain it to you, I have put um, together the last four in our Mississippi State, Boise State, Wisconsin, Arizona State. First four out are North Carolina, Oklahoma State, Clemson, and Michigan. And North North Carolina, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's shocking. It is. And they've had a very impressive weekend. They beat UVA. Last night, they beat Florida State. There is still some work to get done. They have to beat Duke this Saturday, and they need to win at least one or two games in the ACC tournament. But I'm telling you, if North Carolina finds its way into the tournament, they're going to be a very dangerous team. And that brings me to our next point. Next week on this show, we are going to give you guys all the players you need to watch out for in March Madness because I know you're filling out your brackets. There's always a guy, right? Like we remember Aaron Kraft from Wisconsin. We remember Carson Edwards from Purdue. I mean, we remember Ryan Archidiacono. Sometimes your performance in March gets you drafted yeah. in the NBA. So we're going to put together our list of guys that you all need to see. Um But my highlight from this past weekend of NCAA basketball was the ref stare down that nobody can stop talking about. It was Iowa head coach Fran McCaffrey and the referee um, teed him up for something. And instead of really going off at him, he just stood there politely and and stared at the ref. Um, They had a staring contest. And it and you could tell. I mean, I mean, they're just two men standing about eight feet apart, staring each other down. And I was like, I know the ref wants to tee him up again, but he's not doing anything. Like he is just looking at him. I guess you could be like, don't look at me. It was so funny. And I just love when grown men behave childish. And I'm not saying that as, because it's like, we all do that. Like we all do something in traffic or like at a grocery store that we're like, you know what? That was really immature. And this was really immature and on national television, but no one got hurt. Very victimless to just have two men staring. And it was great because at this point, Iowa was down 10 points and there was about a minute 30 left. They came back, tied the game, went to overtime and then beat Michigan State. So some people are saying that this stare down changed the season for the Iowa Hawkeyes. I don't know. It might have. It might have. I also just to your point about the driving and we all do stupid things. Don't flip someone off while driving. Do an angry fist. I do a thumbs up. Okay, good. Good job. Cool. Or a piece. The bird really, it impacts my day. 
um, it makes me sad. So do it very negative. Very negative. Or I'll go, you're so cool. You're so cool. That's much better. No burps. People, please. (laughs) No, what I'm describing is so annoying. Um, So we are going to get to all of your NCAA um, tournament needs next week when we do that segment. But um, be watching this week. My team to look out for this week is Arkansas. Arkansas returned back one of their top players, and I think they are a force to be reckoned with. And I'm sorry to say this, Megan, but I do think that Indiana is going to have the best run in the tournament out of any Big Ten team. You can't even hurt me anymore. I've been through so much. My skin is made of Teflon. I'm celebrating offensive coordinator hires. Like, I'm I'm at my bottom. So it's okay. I'm going in with low expectations for this team. And ultimately, it falls on Matt Painter. And if he can't get it done, then he can't get it done. But I hope Zach Eady has a great tournament because I do think he is such an incredible talent. Seven foot four. And the country deserves to see what he can do. And Canada. Canada is still upset that he chose basketball over hockey. So prove him wrong, Zach Eady. Um, That has been a very fun coffee-fueled Megan Fun of Sports. We needed to crank through it, and this coffee, I'm like, I feel like I'm doing like the sweepstakes guy. Uh, Thank you all so much. We missed you dearly. Eddie, so happy you had a great time in Florida. Megan, so happy you had a great time at the movies with two other strangers. (laughs) And we will be back with just a lot of basketball and a lot of fun. See you next week. Bye.